Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Well, today I get the privilege of being able to share from God's Word with you. Um, We've had a a crazy, it's been just crazy, (laughs) crazy weekend for a a lot of people. Um, Just want to, uh, just, just, I don't know if they're in here or not, but Bob, not Bob, John (laughs) and Barb, there we go, Keller, I don't know if they're in here or if they're out, there they are. I just want to just, it's just special honor to the, to these people. They are a special group, part of our family. Yesterday we were all at, the, at a wedding, and I happened to be sitting at the same table with them. And as they began to share with this couple that was sitting at the table, they just, they were talking about how our church is generational. Which it doesn't matter age, and they were talking about young people. They were talking about the kids, how they are so blessed, and that we have all our students, they're involved in ministry, and how they just love that about our church family. And afterwards, uh, we were tearing down the table. Well, I wasn't, but <laughs> they, they were tearing down the tables. And my two grandsons were out there. Can I help? Can I help? It's like, how do you say no? Go walk away. And Barb and John, they found a way for those little guys to help break tearing down the table and them helping move it out. But I just, I just thank God that we have this couple in our church and that they set that example for us and that they honor our students, honor, doesn't, age means nothing. <laughs> it is, we're all family. So thank you, John and Barb, for setting that example for us. Um, and we've been talking about favor. Last week, uh, Pastor Steve was talking about Joseph and that he had that special robe that his dad made for him. And as I began to think about that, I said, you know what? Every time, I'm sure it was, it was I mean, if you had something special that was sparkly or pretty or like no one else had, you were going to be wearing that. And I, every time that his brothers saw him wear it, I think something would just, it was just that constant reminder that he was his dad's favorite and that something just rose up within them and the scriptures that I want to take you to um, in Genesis 37 verses 3 to 4 it says Israel who's Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other sons that's because Joseph had been born to him when he was old Israel made him a beautiful robe Joseph's brother saw that their father loved him more than any of them. So they hated Joseph. They couldn't even speak one kind word towards him. Then if we jump down to verse uh, 23 in that same chapter. Now when Joseph came to his brothers, he was wearing his beautiful robe. It's like, oh man. I mean, they... They, he wasn't even close. They saw him coming. <laughs> so I don't know if it was sparkly. It says the Bible, what some versions say is ornamental. Some say colorful. So one way or another, he was able to be spotted from far off. And his brothers knew he was coming. And they, they said, let's kill him. We're going to plan to kill him. And he says, 
and as he was wearing his beautiful robe, as he approached him, they took it away from him. In the New Living Translation, which gives me a better picture, it says, so when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. And so I want to address that tonight. These brothers, they were family, but something rose up in them. And they, they went and they ripped off his coat. Protect favor. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, today. So just put your hand over your heart, and we're just going to pray that God allows his word to be deposited in our lives today to transform us, not just to take it in, but to change our actions and our approach to God's favor. God, we just thank you. We thank you for your word that directs us, that leads us, that gives us life. And if we are listening and we are attentive, you are always, always trying to teach us something new, something that we can uh, take in our life and transform our thinking, transform our heart, transform our actions. God, we've been talking about favor, and everyone who follows you, everyone who loves you, every child that belongs to you has favor. But we know that our favor is under attack always. And there is an enemy wanting to rip that coat off. Today, I pray that as your word is spoken and as your word is deposited today, God, that your church will know that you love them and they, they will fight, protect, in favor. Granted by you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much. You may be seated. Okay, Whew. that was good, that was good. Um, well, last week there were some takeaways that, you know, that I had. Uh, we were told that favor comes with enemies. And in this portion of scripture, we know that Joseph had enemies, his own family. And that's, that's pretty common, right? Yeah, for whatever reasons, sometimes in life, family members at that moment become enemy. And it's not, and we were also told that it's not the person, but is the person being used by the enemy. In Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So again, we're not fighting against people, even though they are the one that we see and the way that we are uh, communicating with and in contact with. But if we can remember that it is the enemy, our enemy, the devil. <laughs> and he wants to take us down. He wants to rip off that favor that God has given to us. And, um, you know, I've been, I grew up in church, and so, you know, I know Bible stories. I've, I know God, and, and still, I'm still learning. I'm still practicing. I'm still taking steps in faith to, to know what God has for my life. And recently, you know, in this, on this topic of favor, I got to, to, I don't know if test that out, but to walk in that favor. Um, we recently moved, 
and we were looking for houses. We started at, I think, were they duplexes? We started at the duplex, and then we just kind of graduated in the neighborhood, and we're like, oh, nice house, but I've got neighbors. I don't want neighbors, because right now, we're on, we were on five acres, and we, even though we had neighbors, nobody really close to us, not right next door, and so we were looking and looking, God, where, where, where is this place? Where we, are we going to know it when we see it? And we happened to, uh, our, our, our realtor took us to this property. And it was a surprise because Steve didn't even know he was going to take us there. We kind of wrote it off. So we got there, and as soon as we entered, step, I mean, I didn't even have to see the house. This, the house was like a bonus. I walked on the property, five acres of flat grass. We could use it. My first thought, my grandkids can just run. This is it. This is it. And we were so excited because it was us. And we knew right then that, no, we, we, this is what we want. And so I found myself praying. And I was really hesitant because I felt wrong to ask for something that I wanted. But we were also encouraged last week that we can ask for things that we want. And God will, will you know, we have favor. So I timidly <laughs> went to God and said, God. Really want that, and I, I even when I was talking, I was almost whispering because I, I didn't have that. I felt bad, and I began to pray. I said, "And God, I want this not for myself, but for my family, for church family. I could see us having things there for kids, for students. This is not a selfish request. This is what I want. Can you please give it to me?" You know, let me have it. <laughs> and um, so we, we, we went that way, and we believed it, and we went back and forth uh, negotiating. And for a moment, I could feel the enemy ripping that coat, trying to rip off my coat of favor. Because we came into, you know, some situations, and, and literally we kind of have, we just walked away from it in our mind. We even went looking at different houses again. And, and then uh, Steve came in one day, and he said, you know what? No. This is ours. <laughs> we're we're going to stop looking. This is ours. And so I repositioned myself. And I, I'm, a, I'm a visual person. And so let me, I'm just My robe of favor. <laughs> there you go. All right, let me get my hands. And so as I felt my, myself, you know, being torn back and forth, I was reminded, the scriptures, Psalm 512, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. Psalm 8411, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. So at that point, I made a decision. I made a decision to protect my favor. And I'm like, oh, no, devil. 
You are not taking this from me. I can sense you. I know you. I know your MO. When things begin to go well, you show up, and I get to decide what happens at that point. So I said no, and I put it on, and I said, God, I want this. Make it happen. And he did. We negotiations worked out. Within a month, we sold our place. We got our new place. We're in it now. And just something that I could not do, but I said, God, your favor. I'm calling on that right now. And it was just, it was great. So I am still learning. I am still learning about the favor of God. So at this time, though, I want to just take a moment because, you know, our favor is constantly under attack. And I know in the culture that we live in right now, our now generation, our generation between the ages of 10 and maybe, let's say, 25. I want you just to raise your hand if you're in that age bracket. <laughs> 10 to 25. That's a good number of you. And a good number of those that, you can put your hands down now. A good number of you that serve on our worship team, a good, that's our age bracket for those that run our tech to do photography. But I recognize that in the culture that we live in right now, there is a war, there is an enemy trying to rip away the favor that God has on your life. And I have two individuals. Why don't you come on up? Elizabeth and Alec are going to help me illustrate a little bit. So why don't we give them a hand? Okay, let's just get up. Can you see them? <laughs> okay. So we know that God has granted us favor. Everyone who loves God, every child of God, that is something that we are given. But I know that with favor, there's also disfavor. And I, so I looked up disfavor, and these were some of the words that came with that. Disdain, disrespect, hurt, injury, loss, criticism, denial, disadvantage, disapproval, dislike. I could probably put cancellation in there. Uh, impartiality, meanness, shamefulness, veto, disfavor. So we know that we're living in a world that wants to rip. Try to. <laughs> okay, Alec. <laughs> okay, we've got. Picture yourself. We've got someone who wants it. You know, hold on to it. Don't, don't hurt her. But you want to take this away because you don't have it. You don't want her to have it. What would that look like for you? Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So the now generation, the, our young people, the, you know, 10 to 25, 26, that is who our enemy is going after. And... You know, just like we saw that taking place, uh, Acts 7, 9 to 10, it says, Because the patriarchs were jealous of David, it's his brothers, they sold him as a slave into Egypt, but God was with him 
and rescued him from all his troubles. He gave Joseph wisdom and established him to gain the goodwill of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So Pharaoh made him ruler over Egypt and his palace. So even though the enemy comes to still, try to do it again, still kill and destroy, though our enemy is a roaring lion, he, roar, go ahead, <laughs> trying to devour, you know, like Joseph, it says God protects him. And, and that favor, if they fight for it, they will stand. Thank you very much. Okay, that was good. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to put this down there for now. But we know that, you know, God can keep them. We know that God will guide you. He will lead you. And know that there is nothing that can take away God's favor from you. If you hold on to it and you believe it and you know that he will help you. So you say, how do I protect this favor that God has given to me? says Matthew 6, 3, uh, 31 through 32. It says, don't worry about saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Proverbs 3, verse 1 through 4, it says, My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. So holding on to favor, how do you do that? Right here, seek first his kingdom. You know, there are a lot of things that are, that are distracting that would try to pull you in a direction, try to put doubt in your mind. But if you belong to Jesus and you are living for him, you are in his word, you know, it just doesn't happen. You have to make it happen. You have to make a time where you can spend time in his word, where you can be with him and you can talk to him and that favor will be put on you, that it doesn't matter what comes at you, that you will be strong, you will stand firm, and there will be nothing that can take that favor from you. That is how you fight and you keep it, knowing that you are, are under his favor. So there, you know, there are a few um, you know, other things here. You know, there is a... a you know, maybe doubt would set in, or maybe things people say, oh, you'll never amount to anything. You can't do that. You're not qualified for that. I'm going to tell you that when you have favor for God, he makes room for you. He sets things into motion. He opens doors that you cannot open. Us getting this house, that is a favor of God. There is no way that we could have orchestrated that to make that happen. But when you serve God, when your way is, is righteous, when you're seeking him and seeking his, his purposes for your life, that favor is on you. And he will direct those paths and he will open those doors for you. 
And so, you know, at this, right now, I would just also want to talk to parents. Parents, protect the robe. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. It says, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with, um, and let's see, with all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk, talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road when you are going to bed and when you are getting up to tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates just just a, a word from a mom to parents a mom to our church family and i you know to those of you who have kids you know between the ages of 10 and maybe young adults you know, uh, it says 90% of a child's brain development happens before the age of five. We are living in a world who, again, who wants our young children, who wants to feed them lies, who wants to feed them their, what they think is right, what culturally is acceptable. But as a mom and dad, want you to be just challenged this morning, knowing that God has given you some precious jewels, some precious treasures, and some young little people. <laughs> but he says, you know what? You are qualified to lead them. You are qualified to instill the word of God into their life. And it, sometimes it means mom and dad. It means knowing what they're looking at, at the, on the computer. It means knowing who their friends are. It means being okay with saying, hey, what have you been doing on your phone lately? Can I take a look? And I know our kids might say, uh-uh, <laughs> that's an invasion of privacy. It's like, well, <laughs> as long as it, I am paying for it, I'm going to look. And it takes us as parents just to be active in, in their lives, to be not to let somebody else lead them, not to take, um, to trust others, to know what is best, but to know that you can protect that robe. You can protect the favor by being involved in their life, by knowing what they're doing, by just you know, spending time in prayer with them. I remember um, you know, as my kids were growing up, before I did old school, I guess that's what it would be called now. Um, you know, we did those things. We had one main computer in the living room. That was it. So you make sure that you know whatever is being done on the computer, we could we could monitor it. And we it was a policy in our house. We were going to be able to take your phone at any time just to make sure that you know everything was good on there. Um, we they had friends. We said. Have your friends come here. We made our home open. We got to know their friends. We got we we even made it Wednesday. Bring your friends over. We're gonna grill hamburgers, and then we're gonna take them to youth group. So that's what we did, and we made sure I, some of the moms, the parents, I made sure that hey, they have my number. I'm gonna call them. Hey, you know, we had one uh, young te uh, teenage girl uh, 
coming to our house, and she was ready to go youth group. And I said, did your mom, I mean, because she came from uh, school to our house and was going to youth with us. I said, is it okay? Does your, will that be okay with your mom? Because, yeah, she won't mind. I said, well, did you call her? Oh, no, she'd be okay. I said, no, <laughs> we're, we're going to call her. And so I was able to, you know, to communicate with her. And so, you know, mom and dad, protect the robe. Don't take, don't let your kids make all the decisions. Don't let your kids tell you what they are going to do. Be involved in their life and know what they're doing and protecting that favor of God. And as a church, we need to also protect the favor of our younger generation. Just like, uh, and you say, well, how do I do that? Joshua 4, verses 4 through 7, it says, So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord, your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial in the future. Your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people forever. You say, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> but as a church, you know, being able to talk to our, gener our younger generation about the things of God, the things that God has done for you, the things that God has, has transformed your life. You have a testimony. You know, it's, it's a world that our, our younger generation, they're like, who is, I mean, God, who is God? What can God do for me? And you can say, you know what? This is what he's done for me. He can do this for you. It takes the church to be able to speak life into our generation today, to let them know that they are qualified to lead, that they are qualified to, to be strong, that they are courageous, that they are warriors in a world that is demeaning and, and, and is shaming. And as, you know, the, as, you know, we try to, you know, take stand, uh, steps towards God and, and just taking that step to represent God we get, we get shamed. <laughs> we say, oh, no, that's wrong. Or you're, you're being narrow-minded. And it's, oh, no. You are, you, the church, you have life. And you can make a difference in a young heart. Um, uh, there's just some, a, a stat, statistic that I came across. According to data from the National Vital Statistics System, in 2017, Suicide was the second leading cause of death for persons ages 10 through 24. This suicide rate for persons ages 10 to 14 declined in 2000 to 2017, and then nearly tripled from 2007 to 2017. 10 to 14. What could be so bad? Why would that age need to feel they had to take their own life? 
because there's no life being spoken to them. There's no truth. There's no hope being given to them. And we as a church, we have that authority. We have that power to look at a young person and see something in them that maybe they don't see and say, no, you can do this. You can make it. I remember when I was your age, you know, even times are different. Situations are the same, right? The enemy's still the same. The last I checked, his MO is always the same. Good things begin to happen or you begin to take steps forward and who shows up? Right? Amen. We know. Speak life. When you have that opportunity, like John and Barbara, these little, they wanted to help. And instead of pushing them away, they said, okay, grab that end. <laughs> Did they really help? I don't know. Did they make it harder? Probably. But okay, let's go. I had one um, one of our, our kids, not my kids, but one of our children and kids that go to C3 Kids. Last Sunday, she came up to me, I want a job. So I want a job. And then somebody, uh, Jade, was standing next to me. What kind of job? Like mowing the lawn job or, or church job? I want a church job. I'm like, oh, man, the pressure's on. What am I going to do? Okay, ask me next Sunday. I'm going to have something for you to do because that heart wanted something for God. At that moment, if I had said, oh, we don't have anything right now, that, you know, she might come back again or she might not. The opportunity was there, and I had to find something. And we found something for her, talked to, you know, talked to her parents. Can we get make this happen? Yes, awesome, let's do it. She found, I said, have her come and talk to me. And last Sunday, she came to, she waited very patiently because I was talking to somebody. And she waited there, and she goes, so when do I start? <laughs> I said, did you get, were you already told? Yeah, I already know. So when do I start? So next, next, next month, we're going to get you on the schedule, and you're going to be helping in copters. Okay, yeah. But that is what you can do. You can find our, our young generation. And I, I don't, whatever age it is, and speak life. Give hope. Create an opportunity. If you don't know, I don't know who I was talking to. Create, trying to create jobs. For, you know, I enjoy so much seeing our our young helpers out in front of the door holding that sign their smile and their greeting is awesome we can find something for our young people to do doesn't matter what age because you are instilling something within them um the our age of 18 um and older you know sometimes they leave the church it's, it's a big gap and when asked why do you leave the church a lot of them because of school you know, just moving away. But then there's also a big group that says we were never connected. We never belonged. And I don't know if you looked around who the age of our, our, our tech team, the age of our worship team, the age of our refresh team, age of those that are helping and kids today. They're all in that age bracket. So good job. Woo. Um, I think the, one of the, Best compliments I heard when a, I don't know, it was a couple, I think it was Barbara's, Barbara's friend um, came to visit, and we were talking out in the lobby there, and she goes, you know what? There's a lot of young people here. I said, yes, there are. She goes, that speaks good of you guys. You got young people here. I said, we love them, and we value them. 
So if you are in the age bracket between 10 and, well, you know, 26, 20, we'll, we'll up it. We love you. We value you. You have worth here. There is nothing that you cannot do. There is nothing too big for our God. So do not think that you are lesser, that you are unfavored. God has favor. He looks at you and he says, I favor you. Walk in my ways and I will keep you safe. That shield, that shield, I'll just do it. What do you call that? It's not a, it's a, there you go. Yeah, we'll just do it sideways here. <laughs> that shield, that favor will protect you. It will guard you. It will help you. And when the enemy tries to come, you will speak your, that word. You will remember what what uh, Barb told you, you will remember what Miss Trish told you. You will remember that you are a child of God. You will remember that people value you at C3 Church. You will remember that they found you a job <laughs> because they saw something in you. And you will put that on and you'll say no. And you will walk in the favor of God because he has a plan for you. And nothing, the enemy would love nothing more than to take that from you and not allow you to see your full potential. That's right. Amen. That's good. I don't care if you're 10 or you're 40, 50. <laughs> That's good word. So um, at this time, I'm going to, if you are, I would just want a special prayer for, you know, if you, I know our 10-year-olds are probably... With, but if you're a, a junior high, high school, you know, early college age, I want you just to come here. Come here. <laughs> and a worship team, if you, wanna, if you want to, you, you can. I know some of you are included. We're just going gonna to pray for you as you find your spot. Very cool. Wow. That's like half. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! That is awesome. Awesome. God values you. God values you. Doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what people have said about you. It doesn't matter what group people have put you in and labeled you. God values you. You have favor when you walk in his way. The word of God in Numbers in, uh, 6, and I gave our slide tech person the wrong verse, but that's okay. It's not the wrong verse. It's a wrong, you know, different translation. I like it in the NLT version. It says, the Lord bless you and keep, let's see, and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord, oh wait, I'm going to backtrack. This is the version that I want to give to you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. When you walk in the ways of God, that is a secret. You walk in the ways of God and your walk is righteous. You know, there are, there are two roads 
the word of God tells us to live. You can go, there's a narrow road, which is harder, that is more challenging, that causes you to be strong and courageous. Sometimes you're gonna walk that road alone, but know that we are following you, but know that we, there are some that have gone before you, but that narrow road has a reward. It leads to life. It gives you the best life you ever had, the life that was intended for you. Even though it's narrow and it's hard, it's doable. And then there's the other road, the wide road, the road everyone else is going. Yeah, this is easy. I can do this. We're all going together. That's the easy way, but it leads nowhere. Nowhere. The, the less life, the life not intended for you, the life that robs you, the, right, the life that is stolen from you, that's the road, the wide. So today, I want to challenge you. Got some up here too. Look at you leading us and guiding us and depositing in us. The narrow road. Live righteously. He will help you make the right choice. He will help you be strong and courageous. Even when you feel like you're alone, you'll have to fight to keep this favor on and say, no, that is not who I am. No, that is not what direction I'm going. So choose that. So those are the rest of you in the auditorium that are you know, there. If you want, I invite you to come and help pray for this group of young people. And if there, there are some of you who are a little more bold and you want to step up on the platform and just lay hands on those that are up here, we've got our drummer and our, our what do you call that? Guitar? I didn't know if it was bass. Our guitar, our, our keyboard, our lead. Where do you fit? Oh. <laughs> she just missed it. Cut off. We're going to pray for you. Walk in that. Protect it. Mom and dad, protect it. They need your help. They need your guidance. Even if they fight with you and they don't agree, say, no, no. I need to protect that favor. Church, protect it. Speak life. Speak life to our, our, our now generation. Speak life. Let them know that they are valued. Okay, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for truth today. God, we thank you for your favor. God, for your shield of protection, your favor that we walk in. I pray that you will guide and protect our generation now. God, these young adults, these young students, God, who are seeking to belong, who are seeking to make a difference, who want the best life ever, but yet there is an enemy who would try and work at ripping off that favor, who would try to take it away. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will put that on every morning, every day. God, that they will walk in you and know that they are favored by God, that you will equip them, that they can stand, even though it'll be hard, they can stand, and that you will help them to be strong and courageous. They will, they are warriors, God. They are warriors, and that they will see themselves as that. They are not the victim. 
They are conquerors. They are conquerors. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you have the best life for them ever, ever. It is theirs. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.